Welcome to the Liz Career Coaching Podcast. My name is Liz Herrera and I am your host, career coach, and job search ally. People strive to find career happiness, purpose, and satisfaction, and yet end up in a career path that does not align with their goals and overall purpose. If you are launching your career or ready for your next career move, this podcast will empower you to pave your path and take the action steps to get you where you need to be. Let's get started. Hello there, and welcome to episode 34 of the Liz Career Coaching Podcast. I'm Liz Herrera, and I'm your host. In my journey as a career services professional, I have worked with hundreds of college undergraduate and graduate students seeking advice and guidance as they prepare to enter the job market. And so I, you know, I have to say that one of the most rewarding aspects of what I do is seeing so many of my former students, you know, who who I've worked with either as undergrads or grad students and seeing them now as established professionals in their field. And I have witnessed so many careers just flourish. I've also observed what has made many of these students successful in finding their first job out of undergrad or grad school. And so now I should preface that while there are so many factors that go into a job search and while time frames of securing a job can vary, I want to tell you that there are strategies that people that you will be competing with will have employed during their college experience because I have witnessed it. So today, I want to share with you six strategies to build a competitive edge as a graduate or undergraduate student before entering the job market. So I have to begin by saying that one of the biggest mistakes that job seekers make while in their, um, you know, while they're in their program, uh, again, either undergrad or graduate school, is waiting until the end of their academic program to actually begin their job search. And so I want people to know that during your college experience, there are so many resources and limitless opportunities to gain valuable skills through internships, fellowships, research, leadership, serving on boards and committees and volunteering that can allow you to start building your professional package. And so I always hear, and this might, you know, might be familiar to you where I've had people say, well, I'm applying to these jobs, but they're asking for experience or they're looking for certain skills. And, you know, I've been a college student this entire time. And while that may be the case, there are things that you have control of while you are a college student where you can start building these experiences and start gaining skills. And even if they're not direct skills into what you want to do, you are gaining transferable skills. So there is so much that you can do as a, again, graduate or undergraduate student, depending on your phase and where you're at, to help you gain a competitive edge once you enter the job market. So as an early careerist, you must take ownership of your career journey and be as intentional as you can every step of the way. And I'm going to share 
these six strategies. So number one, visit your career services office. So depending on the type of institution that you attend, you may have access to multiple career offices. Some schools have central campuses or rather central offices for the entire campus. And many of them might have uh, specific career offices for a specific college, right? So the College of Business or Engineering. Uh, if you are attending a smaller school, then there might only be one office. But what you need to do is you need to find out what resources are available to you. You can start with asking your academic advisor or other staff that you are working closely with your mentors. I, you know, in my experience, many students believe that you go to career services only when you are looking for that full-time job or if you need a resume review. And I will tell you that is simply not the case because there are so many resources that student miss out on simply because they are unaware of the resource or they have a false perception of what the office actually entails. And I will share that I have worked in the field of career services office uh, or in the field of career services within a university for over 15 years. And I have spoken to so many students and alumni, and they have expressed that they wish that they knew about these services early on in their academic journey. So I will say that my mission is to encourage students to not just know that this resource exists, but to get familiarized with all the services, resources, and aspects of how career services can help them from day one. All right, so that is the first strategy, getting familiarized with your resources within the career development, career services office. Number two, start exploring your interests. So again, you know, you may be someone that is your in your first year of college or your first semester uh, of graduate school. And of course, you don't have to have it all figured out. But once you start delving into your coursework and you start getting exposed to a variety of topics, I want you to pay attention to the things that intrigue you. What are you curious about, right? You take that class and you get excited and you're like, oh, I want to learn more about this. And so you want to figure out ways to find practical and experiential opportunities to gain more knowledge in those areas. And guess what? You can have those conversations with a career advisor. When you work with a career advisor, you can go through brainstorming sessions, someone that can be a sounding board. They can provide a number of assessments that can help you figure out some potential areas of interest, maybe some career ideas that may align with your personality, your strengths, and your values. They can help generate some ideas for action. You know, a lot of times these offices are, you know, they're connected to industry leaders, employers, to people that are seeking college students for internships, for volunteerism. So they can help connect you to opportunities that may resonate with what it is that you want to do. And so you can start exploring options of ways that you can start designing experiences that align with 
your skills, your values, your interests, your personality, and so on. And that leads me to the next strategy. Number three, build your experience with internships and volunteerism. So I understand that everybody has their own situation, right? So you may be someone who you know who is working full time while you're going to school, or you are working part time because you need to you know you need to have an income. Whatever the case may be, I always encourage that there are ways or things that you can do that maybe are are lower commitment, but still finding ways to gain some type of experience. So right now I'm going to focus on on the internships and, and potentially volunteering. So again, based on your your interests and curiosities. You want to start getting an idea of what it's like to work in a particular industry uh, or an area that, you know, you might be able to gain through through an internship. I always like to share this with my students. I when I was a college student, I always wanted to do something in education, but I didn't know what. And for one summer, I was a camp counselor and I worked. um, Yeah, I was a camp counselor and there were different age groups and I was assigned to eight year olds. And I thought that was going to be fun. I'm like, oh, it'll be, you know, it'll be interesting to work with young children. And I will tell you that was the worst experience. I did not like it. I did not enjoy working with with the little ones. Um, It was just not a good fit for me and I did not find joy. Uh, And then later in my career, while I always knew I wanted to do something in the field of education, I learned that I loved working with college students. That's where I found my fit, but it was, you know, through trial and error. So it's good to explore these opportunities early on to figure out the things that you may not necessarily like as well. And I will also note that, you know, if you are a graduate student, there are many programs that have an internship component built in. You know, they can be called a number of things. It's either, you know, your clinicals um, or your preceptorship or an internship and so, you know, in my experience, you know, I've, I've had situations where people are like, oh, this is just another thing that I need to do. I, you know, I, it's unpaid. But I believe that it can be much more than that. So the savvy know that if you, you know, you go about it intentionally, you can use that opportunity to develop a particular skill set needed for a future position of interest. So you can build skills. And you can gain access to a long-lasting professional network and partake in enriching opportunities that will essentially foster your career development and career experience. And I will tell you that, and there's research behind this, but I have seen it happen where some of my students who find job opportunities you know, sooner than others is because their internship has been turned into a full-time role. So they're not even applying to a new position, or rather it's not a, a, a position that's already been there. Their, their preceptors or their supervisors, they want to keep them, that they'll actually create a role specifically for them because they know that they have developed you know, this, this candidate, but also that the candidate knows and understands the culture of the organization and they know that, they're, that they are a good fit. So an internship can turn into a full-time opportunity and maybe not immediately maybe in in the in the near future because you have that that network that you've established so making sure that you really understand the value of that internship and now if you are not in a program that requires you to do an internship 
then you definitely need to do that legwork to identify opportunities where you can gain that type of experience. And again, your career office can be instrumental in that process. If you are someone that you're like, well, right now an internship is not realistic, then you may consider some type of volunteer experience. So even if it's, you know, volunteering at at an organization that is of interest to you, that you can really get insight into the organization, it's a golden opportunity to learn more and maybe other ways to get involved in some of their initiatives. And it's a great way to organically connect with staffs and leaders of that organization that maybe down the road, maybe, you know, they may be uh, uh, an instrumental, you know, they may be instrumental in your process as you enter the job market. So never underestimating these types of, uh, of experiences. And then that leads me to strategy number four. You have to build your online presence. And so I'm going to specifically focus on building your online presence through LinkedIn. You may already be someone that is using the platform. I know everybody has different experiences with it. Maybe you just have an account and you really are not an active user. But I am an advocate of LinkedIn as you, if you've heard some of my previous episodes or if you work with me, this platform is multidimensional and it can be optimized in so many ways, including building your professional brand. And it's a great place to to keep track of your academic and career journey, right? So you can add your course projects, your your accolades, your awards. You can compile recommendations so you can have people write recommendations for you right right on on your profile. And so I can talk for hours when it comes to LinkedIn and all the wonderful features that it offers. But I will say that if you start building your LinkedIn profile early, Trust me that your future self will thank you. It is never too early to start building your LinkedIn profile. And so I always get students who will say, well, I'm not job searching. Why should I go on LinkedIn? Or I'm not, you know, I'm or I'm early in my undergraduate experience. I don't have anything that I could put on there. If you work with me, I will show you the things that you can include on your profile And even if it's a starting point, even if it's the basics, I can assure you that you have something to help you get started, but there are so many other features that you can leverage and and, and utilize to help you build that, that career path and also gain information that's critical. And so, you know, again, not just building your profile, but also capturing all those experiences, right? So Let's say you are volunteering, you're taking these classes, you are part of committees, all those experiences. Sometimes we forget the things that we do. Update your profile, add your classes, add your skills. If you are a student that is proactive and you are attending career fairs, career panels, alumni panels, info sessions, you can start building your connections in that way, right? So why wait until you're getting ready to graduate from your program when you can start day one building these connections through this platform, right? And it's free to you. You can do, you can use the, the free uh, version and still gain a lot of benefit from it. And so again, a lot of times people think 
there's this misconception that you get on LinkedIn once you are on the job hunt, but that is simply not the case. And just remember that the process is gradual and you don't have to be an expert user. Just create your profile, start exploring the features, make connections. The process is gradual, but by the time you're ready to graduate from your program, you're going to be so happy that you that you got started early. All right, strategy number five, join professional organizations, junior boards, or student organizations. So again, depending on where you're at, if you have more experience and you want to join a professional organization, or if you're an undergrad and you want to join a student org, this is a great way to gain skills, potentially take on a leadership role, and you may have access to exclusive resources, depending on the type of organization that you're a part of. If you can be involved in committees, that is a bonus. But you need to remember that you want to be a that you want to be an active member of any of these organizations so that you, you know, you have your presence known, you're building organic and meaningful relationships. This is an opportunity to potentially even gain mentors have access to industry leaders. Uh, And so again, I think that joining a professional organization is something to always be a part of throughout your your career journey. But if you can start that early, uh, that is always a bonus. All right, strategy number six, conduct informational interviews. I'm always going to plug that in any way that I can because I believe that informational interviews can be so valuable in so many different ways. LinkedIn actually has an alumni feature where you can look at alumni or or filter through alumni that have graduated with your major. That is golden. So I'm always working with students and showing them of how alumni have leveraged their undergraduate degree for certain programs. So you can also do that at the graduate level and you can see, you know, the types of maybe organizations that they're involved in or have been involved with, some of the volunteer work they've done, maybe some of the internships that they've completed, who's a part of their network, what companies do they follow. And it's also just great to see other people's trajectories and that, you know, it's not always linear, but just seeing their pathway and how they got to where, you know, where they're currently at. So seeing that journey can really be insightful. And this is why I love using LinkedIn, but then taking it a step further, right? So maybe you see people that are like, you know, in similar areas that you might be interested in. So it is a great way to connect with these individuals and request an informational interview. Now, if you are, you know, still that's still out of your comfort zone and and doing the cold calling yourself, this is another way that you can work with your career services office. Your career services, uh, your career advisors can potentially connect you to alumni or people in their network so that you can, you know, get an, an introduction and that you can actually conduct this interview. You can also work with your faculty or some universities actually have a database, an alumni database with people who want to connect with you. And I will tell you that many professionals, a good amount of people, they want to talk to students. You, you know, really use your student status. People want to share their experience with you. 
for the most part, I, I, I have found that to be true. Sure, you're going to encounter people that maybe don't have time. They will not respond to your request. But trust me when I tell you there are plenty of people out there that will actually give you that, that time of day uh, and share their story and, and information with you. You know, you, they might share in the street knowledge or insight that they wish they knew when they were students. So I think it's always worthwhile conducting these informational interviews because the benefits are vast. All right, so as you design your unique career journey, remember that your real-world experiences are just as important as your academic preparation. So gaining experiences while you are in your academic program will not only provide you with a competitive edge, but it will also provide insight and a glimpse into areas of your career that excite you while also establishing professional relationships along the way. Don't be afraid to explore your curiosities. Don't be afraid to step out of your comfort zone. Take advantage of the services and resources available to you and continue to be a lifelong learner. If there is someone that you know that needs to hear this advice, please share this episode with them. Thank you for listening. And until next time, this is Liz, your career coach and job search ally.